Welcome to Imitation Mathematics, the show where we shine a spotlight on all things mathematical. I'm your host, Professor Fong. In today's episode, we will be discussing one of the basic fundamental theories of economics. Game theory. Kevin Fong is wrong. 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 What is game theory? Well, what is a game? A game is an interaction between multiple players. Based on what we know from society, there's different games like baseball, basketball, and football. But did you know that all your interactions with your friends, your family members, they're all games? So yeah, that argument you had with your girlfriend, that was a fucking game, bro. Fucking game, bro. She was playing a game on you, and you were trying to win that game, and ultimately you lost. Just like every man on this fucking planet, eh? Cause you can't win with these women. You can't win with these women. They will always win. Which goes back to my original point. Game theory. There are two types of games. Cooperative, which apparently your girlfriend is not. And competitive, which she totally is. Which brings us to one of the basic examples of the competitive game. In The Prisoner's Dilemma, two people rob a bank. Let's call one person Jerry and the other player Elaine. They both get caught. Remember, they were working as partners. The prosecutors set up two separate interrogation rooms and they commenced the interrogation. Well, they offer both players a plea deal. Just confess to the crime, the prosecutor says. If you confess, Jerry, you will get off scot-free, zero time in jail, and Elaine, well, <laughs> boo-hoo Elaine, but good for you, Jerry. And they say the same thing to Elaine. Hey, just spill the beans, spill the beans on Jerry. Jerry was the one that robbed the bank, was he not? If you tell us, if you confess to us that Jerry robbed the bank, you and Jerry robbed the bank, then you will get off scot-free, no jail time, you'll never have to spend a day in jail. It's either that or you gotta serve 10 years in jail. And so there lies the dilemma. In the best case scenario, when both of them do not confess to the crime, both Jerry and Lay keep their fucking mouth shut, they get the standard jail time for robbing a bank 
in this case, let's say two years. They both get two years. But that's if both of them don't say shit. <laughs> but we all know someone's gonna say something. Because, like, who can trust who, right? Well, that's the risk you're gonna have to take in the prisoner's dilemma. Jerry has to risk Maybe Elaine might say something, which she has a big mouth, and she might say something. Therefore, if he keeps his mouth short, and she says something, well, he has to spend 10 years in jail. But the deal is, the deal is, if he says something, then he gets off scot-free. If he confesses, he gets off scot-free. But in the situation where they both confess, where they both talk and stab each other behind their backs, they both get five years. That is the solution to game theory. And now that solution, the five-year solution, is what we call Nash Equilibrium. It is... The solution where both players have the best outcome regardless of what the other player does. In competitive game theory, you have to have what's called a dominant strategy. Dominant strategy suggests that you do what is the best situation for you despite the other players despite everybody else you do you boo you do you boo you do it and you do it all the way that is what you have to come into the game with dominant strategy so in the prisoner's dilemma the best outcome is if both Jerry and Elaine confess. That way they only have to spend five years in jail despite what the other player does. Now let's move on to cooperative game. In cooperative game theory, the object of the goal is to work as a coalition. What is a coalition? Well, examples in real life include the NATO Alliance, or the United Nations, or Greenpeace. But what's familiar to most of us is the coalition of the Marvel Avengers. If you can recall, in Marvel's Avengers Affinity War, each Avenger had to get one of the Infinity Stones. Thor did nothing in Marvel's Avengers Infinity War. He did absolutely nothing. In fact, the whole movie was all about him manufacturing his stupid hammer. So he basically wasted our whole time during that whole fucking movie 
looking for a stupid hammer. Can't find this hammer, so he's gonna make a new one. So, this begets my point, which is Thor's contribution to the Avengers was zilch. Zero! And that is what we call in cooperative game theory as marginal contribution. Thor's co marginal contribution in the Marvel's Avengers was zilch! He did zero! He did nothing! He was completely useless! The hell of fucking everything! It was not until the end when he did something with that stupid hammer that it took the whole movie for him to make. So basically Thor gets zero points on the scoreboard. But let's let's look at another example. Tony Stark Iron Man, aka Poop. Tony Stark gets one quintillion trillion points for the shit that he did in the coalition of the Marvel Avengers. He did everything. But as much as I hate Thor and Marvel's Avengers and what he lacked as a team player in the coalition, I gotta say the person that gets minus points, minus points, is Chris Pratt's character, Star-Lord. Star-Lord gets zero, a minus, minus infinity. How about this? Minus infinity points in Marvel Avengers. Why? Because remember that scene where he could have totally kept his cool when he found out that green chick was dead? So yeah, minus infinity points for you, Star-Lord, a.k.a. Chris Pratt. And that was Chris Pratt's marginal contribution to the grid. Basically, how we divide our... Did anyone get paid when they worked for the Avengers? Did any of these people get... Did any of the superheroes get paid while working for the Avengers? Well, if they did get some... Because, I mean, if if they did get paid, Tony, Tony Stark should have made a trillion dollars. Which brings us to the final metric of cooperative game theory. The Shapley value. The Shapley value suggests that compensation should be dispensed accordingly based on the marginal contribution. So yes, Iron Man should make one trillion dollars for all the work he did, saving the world from Thanos and helping the Avengers defeat Thanos. If we do a breakdown amongst his teammates, Captain America should make $3 billion. It's fair. He did some things, but he was not the main guy. Scarlett Johansson, $5 billion. She's super hot. The Incredible Hulk, Bruce Banner, 
one billion. I think that's fair. Four, zero, zilch, nothing, nada. Star-Lord, he needs to pay for all the damages. Just, he needs to pay for the whole city. The, all the city that, wherever this take, wherever the Avengers took place, the whole city. He needs to just pay for everything that was destroyed. Yeah, that's pretty much the breakdown. And the raccoon guy? Eh, let's give him $100,000. That is the Shapley value. So, to recap, to recap and wrap this all up, Game Theory is just awesome. 